I'm Rabbi Nicole Guzik. And I'm Rabbi Erez Sherman. And, and this, this is SinaiCast. Sinai Catch up with Sinai Temple's latest programs, speakers, exclusive content. Candid conversations and inspiring connections. Follow us now. Bringing Sinai wherever you go. Welcome to Sinai Temple and to Sinai Akiba Day School. My name is Avi Taff. I'm one of the rabbis here at Sinai Temple. On behalf of all of the clergy, the rabbis, the cantor, uh, all of the staff and leadership of our community, we really want to welcome you to this incredible day. So welcome, welcome. Raise your hand if this is the first time that you have been in a synagogue before. Welcome. Welcome. We are so happy that you are here. Because synagogue literally in the Greek means house of gathering. And that's what we say in Hebrew. And the word for synagogue in Hebrew is Beit Knesset. Everyone say Beit Knesset. Exactly. Which means a house of gathering. A place for people to come together. And there's a beautiful story from in our tradition. In every tradition there are very special books, right? In Christianity, of course, there's the Old Testament and, the, of course, the New Testament, right? In Islam, there's the Quran, right? In Judaism, we have, anybody know? It's called the, the Torah. Some people actually refer to it as the Old Testament. We refer to it as the Torah. And in the Torah, there's actually a great story about a prophet by the name of Balak, or, but Balaam, and there was a king named Balak, and Balak said to Balaam, I want you to go, and I want you to curse the Jewish people. And so Balaam took his donkey, and he went out, and he searched for them, and he arrived at a mountaintop, and there below were the people of Israel, the Jewish people, where they were camped. And he gets up there to curse them, and he opens his mouth, and what's co what comes out? A blessing. And the blessing was, how great are your tents, people of Israel. How great are your dwelling places. And so the rabbis of our tradition have asked, why did he, why did he bless them? He was, he was supposed to curse them, but why? Why did a blessing come out of his mouth? And so they say, they say, because of the way that they were camped together. You see, they were in tents in the desert. Anybody ever been in a tent? Anybody ever been camping before? Yeah, they were in tents. But here's the difference. At night, do you close your tent doors or do you keep them open? Keep them open? Close them. You might want to close them to keep out anything that might want to come in during the middle of the night. Right? But the Israelites had their tent doors open. And they were in a circle with the tent doors facing out. And so what did the commentary say on this? They said, shh, welcome, welcome. If you're just joining us, come in quietly, please. Thank you and have a seat. We're so excited to have you here. You see, they were in a circle with their tent doors facing out. And so we say that the encampment where they were camped, that was a place that was welcoming. You see, if people were coming to visit from far and away, people would see them and be able to run out and greet them and welcome them. But we also said that because the doors were open to the outside that we could see, we could see if anyone who was maybe not coming, who, anyone who was coming was not so kind or not so nice that we could protect each other. And also, if tent doors are open and all of the tents are facing in, you could see inside each other's tents. But if the tent doors are facing out, you can give each other, they could give each other the privacy that they deserved as human beings. And so those words, the blessing that Balaam said 
to the people of Israel is the same blessing we say when we enter a synagogue each and every day. How great are your tents, O, J o Jacob, your dwelling places, people of Israel. Because this place is supposed to be a place that is welcoming, where people feel safe and cared for and protected, and where people feel respected. That's what a synagogue, a house of gathering is about. In every synagogue, you will notice, over here we have a small one, this is portable, an ark, or in Hebrew, an arona kodesh, which houses, Dr. Noreen Green will open it for us, which houses, anybody know what that is? Mention it. The Torah, that's right. Each and every week, every Saturday, every Monday and Thursday, we take out the Torah and we read it. And it's not just stories of our ancestors. Yes, that's a part of it, remembering who we are and where we came from. But each of the stories has messages that we can learn from today to apply to our own lives to help us to become better, better versions of ourselves. And so... We don't have one here because this is a portable ark, but if you go into the sanctuary, which is just around this room, and we would have been able to, to see it, but this, this wall actually, um, this actually, this wall rises up, but it's uh, unfortunately, it's not feeling very well today, and so uh, we called a doctor, should be here to fix it the next few days, but unfortunately it won't work. But after, if you want to peek into the sanctuary, you'll see a, a very large ark which houses multiple Torahs. And on the top of every ark, and this is my favorite, my favorite part of the ark, there's a light. There's a light at the top, and it's not on the portable one, but there's a light. And we call it a ner tamid. It's a light that never goes out. So you might ask, why is there a light that never goes out? Why should there be a light that is always lit, that never goes out? Any thoughts? Yeah. What does it mean? What do you think it means to have a light? A light that never turns off, that is always on. It's a metaphor, so it might not... Yeah, what do you think? Yeah. Say that again? Yeah, I... Oh. Say that, say that one more time into the microphone. What's your name? Lee? Um, that hope is always there and that people will always be like protected. I love that, Lee. That hope, yeah, you can clap for that. That hope is always there. There, there is the, always the possibility of hope and love and light in the world. There's another idea. We have another idea over here. And then we got to go. I know. We got to get the concert started. We are so excited for this day. Two more. That your blessing comes true. Oh, that your light, that blessings are always possible. We have an idea in our tradition that we don't just say blessings, but we can be blessings. We can be the blessings in the world. And so maybe that light is the idea that we can always be a blessing in this world. <laughs> to show that there's always hope. Always hope, always hope, always love, always light. That no matter what in our lives, if we're feeling a sense of darkness, to remember, to remember that there's always light. That both we can be that light and others can be that light for us to bring more light and more love and more kindness into this world. I know there are more that we want to share and we have to move on because this is the first time I believe we've hosted the Los Angeles Jewish Symphony here at Sinai Temple for the, for the education program. That's right, and we are so excited. So here we go. Let's try this. Everyone know the uniclap? We're going to start slow and get faster. Ready? Ready. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Dr. Noreen Green and the Los Angeles Jewish Symphony. concert and usually we just use our hands for clapping not whistling just our hands for clapping and then 
our, uh, our guest artist, Rabbi Cantor Marcella Gimmon, will give you some other instructions. So, we are going to start with uh, introducing my concertmaster. Who knows what position the concertmaster plays, what instrument he or she plays, and, and why they're called the concertmaster? Anybody know that? Yeah. They control something. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to tell you, our concertmaster is Mark Cashper from the Los Angeles Philharmonic, and he is the founding concertmaster of the Los Angeles Jewish Symphony. Now, his job is to make sure that the orchestra is all in good tune, that they are tuned well. So we're going to be very quiet while he tunes the orchestra. Listen carefully. What instrument is that? Who knows what instrument that is? Yes. Yeah. It is not a clarinet. <gasps> Let's see who, who has an idea of what that instrument is. Yes, you. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think we need to compare. Zenobi, stand up. This is a clarinet, guys. Okay? And then, Eric, stand up. That's a trumpet. We need to know what that instrument is. Okay? Only if you really know. Who really knows? You. Yes! Oboe! It's an oboe. And that, the reason why we tune, the reason why we tune to the oboe is because if you, Zach, if you can kind of show the reed. See this reed? If you go out and you get uh, two pieces of grass and you blow into it, it'll make a sound. Like that? That's what the sound is. And that is the purest sound. It has no overtones, and that's why we use the oboe to tune the orchestra. You've been studying about Sephardic and Latino music, and we're gonna start off with our guest artist, Marcelo Cantor, Rabbi Marcelo Gindan singing Yomzel Yisrael. Buenos días. Good morning. Let's do it. Israel, 
love to repeat if you can. studies, you were taught about the, um, the similarities between Spanish music and Jewish music from the Sephardic heritage. All the Jews from Sephardic heritage came from what country? Who knows what country? Spain. Spain. That's right. They all came from Spain. I bet you a lot of your ancestors are from Spain, too. A lot of the people that came, maybe they went to Mexico or, or some of the other countries. We have um, Daniel, here's from Argentina, and I'm sure he has some heritage from Spain, and so is Marcelo's from Argentina as well. So, in 1492, something happened in Spain. Who knows what happened in Spain in 1492? Columbus sailed the blue, right? And he came to America. Well, during that time as well, the king and the queen decided that people who were not uh, Christians, those who were Jews and those who were Muslims, had to either convert or had to leave Spain or they, were, they could be killed. So a lot of them left during that time in 1492. A lot of people had to leave their countries. Iran also had a huge Jewish population and they had to leave their country too. And the next piece that we're gonna perform is from the Iranian culture and it's called Nilufar, which means beautiful woman. And this features Daniel playing a little guitar solo, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. So, Nilufar.
heard like a drum sound there. You hear a drum? But it really wasn't a drum, and I want Envy to stand up and show you what he was playing. Look at that gorgeous, anybody know what that's called, that gorgeous drum? Let's hear it, let's hear it, let's hear a little. It's very much a part of Sephardic culture, Arab culture. Anybody know what it's called? Yell it out if you know it. Okay, it's called a dumbak. That's it. It's a dumbak. That's right. It's pretty cool, huh? Paul has one back there too. Paul has a, a really beautiful one too. Look at that, with all inlaid mother of pearl. Is that mother of pearl? Isn't that gorgeous? All right. So the Sephardic Jews from Spain spoke a language called who knows what it's called? Yes. Ladino, very good. And that uh, Ladino is kind of an old type of Spanish with some Hebrew words in it and uh, Spanish, uh, Turkish words in it. Our next, our next soloist, Sadie Stockholm, is going to sing a piece that we perform at a holiday that's around in December sometimes. Who knows what holiday, other than Christmas, comes in December? Hanukkah, right. So, in Hanukkah, we light candles. How many people, how many candles do we light for Hanukkah? Eight candles. And how do we say eight in Spanish? Ocho, right. Ocho, so this song is called Ocho Candelicas. And it's in Ladino. And Sadie's gonna sing it for us. Did you guys learn the uh, Mexican hat dance? 
Okay? So if you have a couple pairs that want to come out from your classroom, we're going to do the Mexican hat dance, which has the same kind of rhythm as Ocho Candelicas, yes? So let's see uh, if you have a couple of uh, people who want to dance the Mexican hat dance. Come into the aisles. We have uh, Leslie uh, and Beth. Are you going to go to, where's Beth? No, there's Beth. Some of our teaching artists are going to, are going to uh, dance with you.
the main soloist? What instrument? The cello. Let's give a hand for Barry on the cello. Okay? And there was another instrument in there. Who heard who the other instrument? I heard you say. The harp. Let's give a swish on the harp. That's Jillian. She makes her living of being heavenly, right? Okay, there was a couple other percussion instruments that you heard. Can you play what you were playing? that has the chorus of Cielito Lindo, which means beautiful sky, right? So, canta y no llores, sing, don't cry. <laughs> Everybody with the programs here, up here, up here. Don't be 
Dios, ay, déjame en paz y olvida mi amor que no has de lograr. All the programs up, come on. De la sierra morena, cielito lindo viene bajando. Everybody up. Par de ojitos negros, cielito lindo de contrabando. Sing with me. Granada. Granada means, what, what does it mean in Spanish, Granada? In English, actually. What is Granada in English? What is it? Pomegranate. But it's also a city in Spain. I've been there. Have you ever been in Spain? All right, let's take like, like, a, like a trip to Spain, imaginary trip to Spain. And everybody, when they say, yay, instead of saying, Cool, they say, ole. Let me hear it. One, two, go. Ole. No, guys, this is like Spain. They have passion there. It's like, I don't know, it's like eating uh, uh, Baskin Robbins ice cream in America. One, two, go. Ole. Okay, and the hands, the hands go like this. Ole. Can I see you? One, two, go. You know what? This side was much better. But let's try this side. One, two, go. Let's try again. You had breakfast today. You didn't, guys. Let's see. Let's go through the song and let's see who really, really has the passion of the pomegranate there. Se vuelve gitano cuando es para mí. Mi cantar hecho de fantasía. You know what? Every time I do this song, I take a selfie. So if you excuse us, go with the Ole. One, two, go. All right, I think we can keep going. Granada, tierra ensangrentada, Conserva el embrujo de los ojos moros De sueño rebelde gitana Cubierta de flores Y beso tu boca de grana Jugosa manzana Que me habla de amores 
granada manola cantada en coplas preciosas no tengo otra cosa que darte que un ramo de rosa la rosa de suave fragancia que le dieran marco a la virgen morena Granada Tu tierra está llena de lindas mujeres de sangre y de
into a piece that's from the Spanish tradition. It's called, it's a piece of, uh, that's a tango. A tango is a dance form that was uh, danced by Sephardic Jews and the Spanish, and this is a violin solo for a concert master called Libre Tango.
La comida, la mañana. La mañana, okay? And then Abraham Avinu is our last piece, and we also have the music and the words to that. Are you having fun? Yeah. You want to go home? No. Me neither.